You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Apologies for the late start today, but of course, we are excited to have you all with us. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we got a great show for you all today because I get to catch up with Jay Martin <laughs> Jr. We're going to be talking about all things going on when it comes to To Kill a Mockingbird, and, you know, I got to tap in with him, see how his show is going. I also got Shalee Anderson in the building. We're going to be talking about Battle of the Ballot. This prosecutor's race is heating up y'all so i'm so excited that i get to dive in with her but of course it's the top of the show so it's a perfect time for you to tag and share the stream please tag and share this stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with trey if you can't watch us you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast just search converge media network in the day with trey y'all will find me there shout out to the crews making all of this happen in studio and the crews making it happen for our podcast platforms we appreciate all of you and i want to send a special shout out to all of those who are donating to us here at converge i can't emphasize this enough we are a small company here so all of the donations are much appreciated and they go to major use here uh, with all of the shows you see us producing in and out of studio documentaries we're doing we're just out here on the ground making sure that black stories are being told so we want to thank all of you who are donating time talent treasure money all the things that you're donating and all of the crews that work with us outside of studio I just um so appreciative because it takes such a team effort to get us to where we y'all see us today. So, um, you know, without further ado, I'm going to go right to Jay Martin Jr. here because, you know, I, I, we, yesterday I was able to kind of tap in a little bit um, uh, or the day before. No, it was yesterday about To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. And I'm so glad that I was able to, uh, you know, have that interview yesterday with the actress who played Calpurnia. Jacqueline Williams was with us. And honestly, you uh, her perspective of playing that role left me with so many more thoughts. And Jay was there with me on opening night at media night at their down there at the Paramount. What's up, Jay? What's good. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me today. Absolutely. We're going to talk about To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. And then I got to ask you about your show. <laughs> but, you know, as I was sharing with Jacqueline, you know, mm -hmm. as a black woman, this is a black woman who is actually working yes. to dismantle racism yeah. and bring more equity into things. I walked away with a bunch but it sounds like you did too Ooh, i walked away with a lot of different feelings and um you know i read the book years ago and my wife has read the book and so you know wondering when will the day be to see it go from paper to the stage well that day came on tuesday and um i was overwhelmed there was hope there was deep sadness it was almost like a trigger and you think of the times of living in that time and um, I was so overwhelmed. Number one, the show was phenomenal. Yeah. The the actors, everybody did such an excellent job. I was so convinced. I felt like I was in um, the scene with them. Mm -hmm. There were moments where um, it, it, I remember a scene in uh, when it was right at the end. 
And Atticus had said, you know, I just wonder, I just wonder, when will yesterday end? Mm. And I thought to myself, oh God, we are still facing the yesterday. We are still dealing with racism. And I think that today, I was saying to you before the show, I think it's dressed differently. It's educated. It knows how to be poised. And it walks through spaces and it kind of hits you. And then you think afterwards, oh, wait. This is where I feel the difference. And so with the show, it brought out such this feeling of we are still in yesterday. And um, you wonder at times when you look around the room, some people were clapping, some people weren't. I won't accuse anybody of anything. (laughs) But you wonder what is the thought? What is the thought behind how do you feel about seeing this? Number one. You know, you hear the N-word and you hear, and it was so convincing. And she said there was a part in the show where the young girl that was accusing the man of her being, you know, raped, she said, they don't belong here. They work for us. We built this country. We built Europe. And I don't know. I wanted to jump up on this. (laughs) And I forgot. Wait, it's just a show. It's just a show. But I felt that. I said, no, 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 no. It was my ancestors. We fought. We, it wasn't even a choice, you know? And so overall, the show was so phenomenal. They did what they needed to do to let you know that this is what it is like, what it was like. Mm -hmm. But then you also felt the need of this is such an awareness that we need change still today. Oh, think of George Floyd. Think of the things that have happened. And now we have social media. You know, we have things now that give you the news before you hear the news. And so I think it just made me think about my life today and the privileges I have today. And um, but you still deal with certain things. And I went to dinner right afterwards. And my but one of my best friends, he looked at me and um, he said, Jay, what was it like sitting in that room, um, seeing this show, feeling what you were feeling? And you are married to a Caucasian woman. What is that like for you? I said, uncomfortable. And when George Floyd, when that happened, I will never forget looking at my wife and saying, you know, um, this is going to be our uncomfortable journey, but we can teach people how to find the beauty in it. And so that's, you know, everybody has their, you know, their preference of what they want. But I looked at my friend, I said, it's interesting today when you think about, but, you know, have you caught? counted the cost for your preference when you decide to do something different. And so that is something that, you know, we live as a married couple, you know, we face certain looks and things and why and what. And so seeing that show together was like, oh, the reality of being married to a black man or a white woman, this is what it was like. So count the cost and realize the fight that you have. So the show overall was beautiful. And, and um, yes, it was a trigger, but it made me want to speak up even more. And I went home and talked to my son about it a little bit. And he said, did they say they didn't work in the show? I said, yes. Then he said, oh, God, I couldn't do it. I said, it's reality. It's reality. And I'll say this. I still feel like that word is still said. You just know how to say it differently. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay, I, I, I got to say, I really <laughs> appreciate you coming on today because I, I said it in, in the show. I said, I need to sit down with Jay and Basa. Right. I didn't have enough time to like right. sit with y'all after. And you, there were so many things stirring up in me. And to hear Jacqueline's perspective yeah. of the, uh, uh, the, 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 
provocative nature yes. of her character in right. that time. Right. I loved her. Right? I loved saying her. Saying the things that she was saying throughout the show, which was, again, you know, the opportunity to mm -hmm. induce provocative thought, yes. you know, for folks. Yeah. And I just appreciated that so much. Right. When she said, I said, you are so right in terms of this show. It, it, if you don't walk away thinking about it, right. what are you really what are you really for? And, exactly. and, and have you been absorbing what they're putting out there on the stage? Right. But I will say too, that I, I feel the exact same way when I go back and I watch any film or videos or hear radio interviews of the civil rights era. When you look at some of the photography that oh, came through, yeah. you realize what they had on their posters and mm -hmm. poster boards. Right. The very same thing that we have on ours to this day. Yes. They were talking about police brutality, yep. about racism. Right. They were declaring that they were men. I am a man. Right. right. They, there was so many, uh, so much imagery mm -hmm. of that era that you you could you could put it right here in yep. 2022 and, and it, it would still fit mm -hmm. the times. So when I was watching the play. I was literally thinking of that and how every time I think about protest movements from the civil right. rights era right. and what we experienced post-George Floyd, mm -hmm. I think how similar these things are and yet the time frame from one to another. So we talked about that a bit because yes. this book came out in 1960. Right. It was an instant classic. Went through all of these schools, became a, a, mu a must read for all of these right. high schoolers, right? And yet here we, we are here we still are. saying, but where are the Atticus Finches of the world, right? Mm, that's willing to fight for us, advocate that's, for us. Yes. Yeah. So that for me was really, really, uh, it was almost clairvoyant a bit for me. Yeah. And I'm really grateful that you were there and that your friend asked you that. Yeah. Because I think the same thing. As a black woman, I still say to myself, well, we, we, how do, how does anybody how are they going to understand my struggle right. if they don't come from yeah. where I come from? So I, I, I have dealt with that for a long time of my life and to see it play out in, you know, Atticus right. and Calpurnia yes. as kind of like brother and sister where right. she's like, look, you're talking about being in somebody's skin and that's the only way you're going to, you know, understand their, your, their struggle, where mm -mm. they come from. There's so much more to right. that. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm sure you and your wife have had those oh, kind of yeah. talks over your marriage. <laughs> yes. It's been a, you know, we've been married now 18 years. Wow. And, you know, there's something to be said about, like, you know, she said, I did not realize even in my own self, not being aware is a form of racism. And I said, well, I don't feel that you, I know you love me. I know she was, but if I'm not willing to learn, mm -hmm. what does that say? I want to learn. So I think that has been a thing for us is this unraveling of, I didn't realize that when the police pull you over, Jay, that you're counting like, God, just save me. Yeah. She's when the police pull me over, I'm like, here's my ID, let's move on. But you're thinking about, I just want to make sure I get home to my kids. Those are things that we have had to talk about. And so even in the show, at the end, when the verdict was, you know, given and we, I, I knew, I just thought maybe they'll do it a little differently, yeah. but I know you can't steer away from the book, but just for my feelings, you'll find them not guilty and still guilty, guilty, guilty. How many times have we walked in a room as people of color, black people, and you know what is right. The people even know what is right, but it still don't turn out the way. Right. And that's when I was sitting in that room, I said, I look forward to that day when we can finally 
be found in a space to where we are seen, we are heard. That's why I'm so thankful for Converge. That's why I'm so thankful for the spaces and the people that I have met, because it's a fight still today. Mm-hmm. And um, to see how hard Atticus fought for that. I mean, I'm not going to cry now, but yeah. <laughs> I get emotional. I'm like, it's so real. Yeah. And so, yes, because I'll, I'll break down crying. It's still real to me today. Absolutely. And um, I'm just thankful for the opportunities. I'm thankful for those that have paid a price and they shouldn't have had to pay that way. Yeah. But I'm thankful because I can stand today as a black man and walk in spaces and knowing it's dressed differently, but I can have a fight and I, I hope to be heard. So, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, like I said it yesterday, I say this all the time. It took many, many years to get to this point. Yes. It's going to yeah. take many, many to years to get out of it. And right. I get that. But if I'm not doing something, something to at least get another inch, another inch, whatever it is, right. if I'm not doing something to yeah. wake in the minds of right. people, then what am I really doing? And why am I in media? And right. I love that you bring it back to Converge because, you know, your show, you're able to really interview folks and kind yes. of get into this. Yes. Tell us a bit how about how it's been going. It's since you been launched. going great. The first, I've dropped the first three episodes of season six and it's been good. I've been giving a side to the audience that's a little bit different. I've been giving them me. I've been telling them stories of how I've worked through personal struggles and how I've overcome them and I really just recently I talked about vulnerability you know and one of the things I have been told before is like you know honesty is this is where I live vulnerability has come to my house and I'm letting my audience come into my house mm-hmm. and experience the different things of you know depression oppression um, how to fight through certain things and not being welcomed in the space and so it's been good the audience has responded to be like Jay, keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm ready to like, okay, I'm going to bring on somebody. But my, I'm so excited for the next few episodes. I'm going to be interviewing different people with from different backgrounds. And so it's good. I'm thankful yeah. for the Drive Project podcast. It's good. Well, good for you, Jay. <laughs> I just love this update. And Jay, Jay said, look, he's going to be joining me when we go yes. to shows. Oh, we'll yeah. be able to do some of the discourse right here on The Day with Trey. I yes. so appreciate that because yeah. as a theater lover yourself mm-hmm. and yes. myself, we will definitely... <laughs> We could do a whole special, a whole special. on Just to Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. I'm so glad that you were able to drop in today and give us some of your thoughts yeah. um, as deep as they were and share some of your personal you. you know, entanglements with it because yeah. that is something that I don't have a perspective of. So I'm so glad that you were able Thank to bring you. it here. Make sure you look right there. Let the folks know how they can catch up with you on the drop pipe. Yes. yes, you can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, J. Martin Jr. I'm always posting, you know, Converge right here on the website, Converge Media. I'm just so thankful. So, you know, I look forward to continuing to grow with you and build uh, just a great foundation and seeing how we can just enjoy and 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 become the people that we're supposed to become. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Jay Martin Jr. in the building. Thank you again, my Thank friend. You. Thank Always you, a pleasure. Yes. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Up next, we got Shalee Anderson in the building. We're going to be talking about battle of the ballot, you guys. This prosecutor's race right here for Seattle is heating up. I can't wait to dive into it with her. Stay tuned after this short break. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday, And I am so excited that Converge Media is doing another takeover at Paramount Theater. That's right. We're going to be there on the 24th and 25th of this month. And I am elated because we have a great relationship with STG. And 
the whole team at Paramount. So I'm so excited for that. And y'all know this is personal for me because my daddy would be so proud to see his daughter's name on the marquee once again. One of the big moments that we were able to share before he passed was when he saw me right there on that stage presenting me with flowers. He and my mother so proud of all the things that I've been able to do. And Paramount is a major part of that. So please join us, you guys, on the 24th and 25th. Get your tickets today by going to whereweconverge.com backslash Paramount. Be a part of our live studio audience as we make history once again. Community, it's been three years since we've been able to celebrate in person at our annual evening of choice. And this year at Access and Pioneer Square on October 19th at 6 p.m., we will be back together again, celebrating our journey, healing towards justice. This past couple of years have been incredibly difficult for our young people and our community at large. And one thing that has become clear and absolutely true is there's one way forward that brings all of us together, and that's as we heal. And when our young people heal, they're truly able to become who it is they've been purposed to be. So on this evening, you'll hear stories of our young people, hear the evolution of our organization as we emphasize healing in our cause. And together, we will celebrate another year of impact and growth as we journey towards justice together. Again, it's at Access in Pioneer Square, 6 p.m. on October 19th. And live streaming will be available through YouTube at iChoose1A. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now on the living room set and right here on this lovely couch, Miss Lee Anderson. Hi. Hello, hello. It's wonderful, wonderful to be able to sit on the sofa. Uh, so many <laughs> wonderful things have happened right here on this sofa. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you watching. And I'm so glad that you are here because I have heard a ton about this race and how important it is. Tell us a bit of the overview. This is for black folks. It's that intersection of race and the law. We are chocolatizing the conversation when it comes to the prosecutor's race, right? For so long, we keep talking about, oh, the modern day slavery. But if you go to the candidate forum so far, most politicians are afraid to talk about race. How can we not mention crime and the law and what you plan to do with it and not dive into the waters of how is this impacting black and brown people? And so we said, you know what? You want us to engage in this election. You've got to come to us. You've got to make certain that you are addressing our issues. Right. So we're calling this the battle to the ballot. And it's going to be held next week on October 20th. That's the day that the ballots drop in King County. Mm-hmm. And we've got both candidates, both the prosecutor, um, Jim Farrell, mm-hmm. and the candidate, Lisa Mannion. And we plan on having a whole bunch of black folks and brown folks. And we're listening in to say more than just you telling us your party affiliation. This is beyond just simple politics. We don't care about your Democratic Party or your Republican. No. Where are your positions when it comes to our lives? Right. Take, for instance, we're talking about the um, death penalty Mm -hmm. here in Washington state. We've got a governor, Jay Inslee who said, I'm just going to hold off on it because we noticed of the nine people that are sitting on death row right now, six of them are black. So he didn't dismantle it, Mm -hmm. right? He just said, while I'm your governor, I'm going to hold off on it, right? Because prosecutors 
You guys are calling for the death penalty against black people for the same crime that are being committed by white folks. You're demanding death. So this person has to die for the same crime that another person still gets to live. Mm -hmm. And so the governor said, while I'm governor, I'll place a moratorium. Well, what happens when he's no longer the governor? Right. If you've got six of nine people on death row, black, clearly from the prosecutor's office, we need you to see race. We need you to see that we're being killed for the same crimes and the sentences imposed that white folks are doing and they're not getting the same sentence. Right? This is this is intriguing. I got to say, Shelly, because when we think about this race now, I am a resident of federal way. Mm. So I'm familiar with Jim Farrell. Um, I am, you know, quite familiar. And I'll say this, that I was a bit uh, like, oh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in federal way right now that are not concerning black families, even though there's 14% black families in federal way due to gentrification and this influx of families of color to South King County. What I've experienced as a community member in federal way is there is a heavy uh, opinion or a heavy lean toward policing in the city, right? Like, and uh, the mayor there has been very serious and very involved in ensuring that, you know, we have more police on the streets. We need to shut down crime. So it's it's very heavy in that regard. No real mention of community solutions. A lot of the things that are new age, but we need something new because these systems haven't been working for us. So it's really interesting that, you know, you're saying so far folks aren't talking about race. What are some of the things that you think are highlights of what they are sharing? Is it really just about their kind of party affiliate? Uh, what are you really kind of hearing out there thus far in terms of how they've been moving? moving along in this race. Absolutely. I'm also a resident of Federal Way, which is the reason why we are bringing the battle to the ballot directly to this candidate, Mayor Farrell in particular, we're bringing it to his own doorsteps, mm. right? It's intentional. When you're talking about South King County, that is where the, the most of us now reside. What you had mentioned about in Federal Way, 18%, Tuckwilla, Des Moines, Kent, Renton, all of them, we have higher populations of black folk now in those cities than in Seattle, which is mm -hmm. only at 8% right now, right? Mm -hmm. And so we are now bringing to the doorsteps, this is the black voice. How are you going to handle these issues? Now, thus far, they've been avoiding race by simply talking about policies. You know, Washington, we were the first state in the nation to ever have the three strikes you're out. Mm. We started that. We said in three strikes is if you commit violent offenses, um, three violent offenses, you will be in prison for the rest of your life. That started right here in Washington state. So when we're hearing candidates talk about tough on crime and law and order, all of those things are the same sentiments of what we heard back in the 80s when these tough on crime bills first surfaced. Right. And so we are holding it didn't work back then. We've got all of the numbers. We've got folks coming out of prison that said that wasn't the thing that saved me. Going to prison for years and stretches at a time, that's not what saved me. It was the community 
faith-based organizations. It's the loving arms of a Mary Flowers yeah. over at Village of Hope come that on. says, come home and I'll make certain that you're better. It's the Janet Jones yes. Prestons. It's the career bridge saying that when you come home, we have a job lined up for you. It's the instructions and the heart open opened of Coach Don, who who found his own healing from the, from the dirt he used to do into let me pour into the life of you to make certain I can help you with therapy, housing, funding for school, right? All of those things, before you send them to prison, send them to us, right? And so they've avoided saying black. They've avoided saying brown, right? The Hispanic communities, Latino ex communities. They've avoided those conversations and instead talk about the increase in violence. And these things of we're going to change the way that we are investing into community-based organizations. If you look at the Seattle Times endorsement, you'll hear one of the candidates, Jim Farrell, had said, I'm going to hold organizations who have been given government contracting, I'm holding them accountable to make certain that they're spending, that they're actually helping the community. First of all, you know how hard it is for Black-led organizations to get funding in the first place. We have to show that we are hitting the metrics and the targets. Are you saying that you're going to do what you have to do? We get audited more, all of those things. So just to get us the funding, we already have to show we can do the work. We do the works and we're able to show it. And then to be insulted by hearing now you've got to prove to me, if I get into office, you have to prove to me that your services are essential. We know they're essential because all of the data shows that your way or the way of tough on crime, that doesn't work. You want to pull somebody out of the alley, pair him up with somebody who's been standing there on that block, right? And can show you this is the way that you get out. There's a better way. You just locking them away, that's not going to work. Oh, Shalee, you're getting me uh, teary-eyed over here because I get so excited thinking about how community-based organizations are the truth. Like, I'm like, they are the best resource. And you just named so many of the ones that I loved and individuals I love and organizations that are doing the work. The idea that there's always this uphill battle for anything that's Black-led, Black-ran, Black folk, whatever it is, there's always this kind of uphill battle. And so we're not, um, it's nothing new to us. However, when we think about how we're going to build equity into these systems, we need prosecutors who really understand that vision and who understand new ideologies that need to be put in place to really dismantle a lot of the discriminatory practices that are inbred in the system, right? So uh, I, I, I so appreciate that you guys are bringing this, you know, uh, forum to the, 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 the federal way community. Uh, I've always wondered, we need more people engaged and involved. I got another question for you, though, because you have unique experience that really allows you to kind of foresee where this kind of race, how important it is. Just just let folks know how important this is from your expertise, being in law, having that understanding. Tell us from your perspective why it is so important for people to get out and make sure that they are understanding these candidates and that they are 
making sure making sure their ballot is in the box. Absolutely. I've been an attorney for 19 years now here in both um, King County, Pierce County. Really, if you commit the crime, I will come out to you and we'll make certain you're going to be all right. And in that experience, you're able to see who goes home and who's staying in the jail. Mind you, here at a statewide level, Black folks, we make up uh, 5% of the population. In the King County Jail alone, we're 36% of the population. Men, women, and children in the King County Jail right now, 36%, right? And so Angela Davis once said, she said, the greatest way people give up on their power is believing they don't have any. So when we're talking about voting, really we're flexing, right? We're letting everybody know we know what power we have. If we're talking about changing the way that Black folks are involved in the system, and in the system, what I'm talking about, child support. If you're broke and you're trying to make things happen, is the prosecutor, is his only, his or her only solution going to be, we're going to lock you up? right? Or do you have a better plan, right? Are you going to interrupt families? What does that whole process look like? What are your positions on immigration? Right now, under the current prosecutor, he says, I'm not going to enforce that in, in that um, deportation. I said integration. I meant deportation. What are your positions on deportation? Current prosecutor said, I'm not separating families. I know what the federal thing, no, I'm not sending folks away. What's the position of this current of the next candidate? Do you still feel that same way? Or are you going to call ICE every time you see someone who's not documented, right? All of those things, we need to make certain that we not only just have the conversation, we need our black and brown folks to show up and vote because literally our lives are on the line right? The death penalty is at stake right now. Immigration right now is at stake or deportation is at stake right now. All of these things, bail reform, you have not committed the crime, but you've been charged. By law, you're supposed to be presumed innocent. But until you can actually go to trial to prove your innocence, a judge and a prosecutor has to make the decision, are you going to come back? If we give you your next court date, or do I have to keep you inside of the jail to make certain you'll show up? You're supposed to be released. But we know that disproportionately, Black and brown folks are not able to get released even before they've had a day in court. They call it pretrial release, right? And so it's the prosecutors. What are the, what are the positions that these candidates have on bail reform? You're setting the bail so high, there's no way we'd be able to get you out, right? All of those things are going to be discussed, discussed at the battle to the ballot on October 20th. And we need folks to vote, not vote because, oh, you're just a Democrat, right? No, we need to vote because you've got our issues at heart, our values align. I believe that you are going to stop or begin certain things that are going to impact my life. That's why we need folks to vote. Shall we? I, oh, I wish we had so much more time because I, I, I tell you, your expertise is super valuable. 
to this entire process. I'm so grateful that you are here today to share this with us. If folks are out there, they want to get engaged and involved and make sure they're there on the 20th. Make sure you look right there and let them know how they can be there. We want to see you on October 20th at the Battle to the Ballot. It begins at six o'clock. It ends at eight at the golf course, Twin Lakes Golf Course. If you want to find out more information, look for our supporting partners. You can find them on Vocal Washington, that's our very own Deontay Damper. Make certain you look for community passageways. We've got Coach Dom, the Seattle King County NAACP, and all of the social media with the King County Democrats. Check us out. We'll see you there. Oh, Shalee, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for the work you're doing out there in the community. We need folks like you in positions like you're in, making sure that we are informed and engaged. I appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. My goodness, y'all. I told you it was going to be a fire show. I know we started a little bit late, so we're going over a little bit, but it's worth it because, of course, both of what Jay and Shalee have shared today is very important. Stay tuned right after this short break, and I'll wrap up for you guys. You're watching The David Trey. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more, and people seem to always think giving means money, but nah, bro. It's like you can give time, you can give understanding, you can give access, you can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents, but you just got to give. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. I'm a little choked up because that commercial for Paramount Theater uh, with the footage of my dad on stage presenting me with the flowers. And uh, we talked about it so much. He was so proud. So thank you so much to my Converge team for putting that together. It is beyond, it's beyond words, y'all. Thank you, Omari. Thank you, Ruben. Thank you, Besa. Uh, my enti the entire team here um, is, you guys, they're just above and beyond. And I was uh, out of the country when they filmed the commercial, but they made sure that I had space to record the voiceover and then put that special commercial together, really as a tribute to uh, my father seeing me before he passed away. And so I, I, I got to say to everyone publicly, y'all know I'm going to send it to our chat, but I have to say publicly, thank you guys so much for that beautiful commercial, which played on both commercial breaks. Uh, and y'all know we'll be at the Paramount on the 24th and 25th. Make sure y'all come down and check us out. Also got to give a huge shout out today to Jay Martin Jr., one of our very own correspondents right here at Converge Media, for coming on to dive in as a fellow thespian himself he really appreciated the the play to kill a mockingbird as much and as probably more even than me because of his personal story with his wife and being able to really share that moment with her this was for me um, such a great time to connect with Jay. And I look forward to connecting more on the day with Trey. When we go to media nights at shows, Jay is going to be coming back so we can dive into it. So you guys be looking forward to those segments coming up in the future. Also, huge shout out to Shalee Anderson. My word, when we talk about the importance of our vote, she really was able to voice it in a way that was so informed and 
educated. Y'all, we are the, the truth. We are the power. You know, everybody that we vote for, they work for us. We have to be the ones that make sure we're doing the re proper research so we can vote for the right person who really has our values aligned. Not somebody who gives us lip service, but somebody who sh can showcase throughout their career that they've been dedicated to what they're putting out there on the campaign trail. So make sure all of y'all out there that, you know, can get to the event battle of the ballot right there at Twin Lakes Golf Course on the 20th. Be there. This is going to be a, a major uh, opportunity for you to get your questions answered, to hear from these candidates, because the, the prosecutor that is in this seat is huge throughout the whole of King County. So if you're in any of these King County cities, this is going to be a very important vote for you all. Get down there to Twin Lakes. Check out Battle of the Ballot. Make sure y'all are there and, and on time so y'all can hear all of these answers. And if you have questions, you know, they may be able to answer some audience questions, but if you're not there, if you don't participate, you don't get to just be at home and complain about it. Right. So please, again, this is a way to see yourself as a part of the solution. Voting is definitely a major way to see yourself as a part of the solution. You have the power. Make sure you wield that power properly. And of course, I want y'all to be inspired by Jay and Shalee today who were on, who definitely inspired me. I'm walking away with many gems. I hope you are too. You guys know. Until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.